Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby picker. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. But not just the Rugby Pick'em. This is a Rugby Rent Scholarship special. I am blessed and honored to be here with none other than Lane Prusner. Lane, how are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. We just got back from the Ramblin' Rose, um, a favorite over here, especially on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and not going to lie, Lane Lane just fronts up and says, give me six tacos right off the bat. Every time. He, he orders the six-pack. He comes out strong. Um, but, yeah, Lane, I just wanted to sit down in your final week before you shipped out of Denver to talk a bit about the summer, talk a bit about what you got on your horizon uh, for your senior year, not only for rugby, but for your life, for your career. It's been awesome having you this summer. It's been great that you've enjoyed the house and also bunked up with your roommate, uh, old Chuckles. But, yeah, man, just wanted to, like, hear a bit from you and and – hopefully give a good perspective for potential future candidates of what they can expect um, a summer living here at the house and being a part of the barbell culture. Let's go back, though. Let's go back to your hometown, Ankeny, Ankeny, mm-hmm. Iowa. Yeah. What's Ankeny, Iowa like? Ankeny, Iowa. I don't know, what can I say about it? It's uh, your normal Iowa suburb. I mean, we love our sports. I wouldn't say it's anything like Denver. It's a lot smaller. But, no, I've had a, had a good time growing up in Ankeny. Had a good high school career, a good youth career. and I Good place it. to live? Good, Great place to live, I think. But, yeah. yeah. But eventually, you know, being a good athlete in Iowa, you're going to get recruited somewhere. You landed at Iowa Central, mm-hmm. Triton for Life. <laughs> Tell me a bit about that process. Obviously, like... We've had a couple Iowa Central boys come through the program, and I'm thoroughly impressed with you know the output of rugby that that small little community college in Iowa is capable of. But what was it like going to a two-year college, and you know what were you thinking going into you know your your rugby career mm-hmm. with Iowa Central? So yeah, uh, after high school, I mean, I decided to play rugby, and I got hooked up with Brent. Got hooked up with Brent, and he uh, gave me an opportunity to play rugby in college, and that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know what to do pretty much after that, but wanted to go to a school where it didn't cost so much. Uh, that was a big deal, like money-wise. I didn't want to spend a lot of money, so I went to a community college, and Iowa Central was a two-year. So I had rugby, and I could do my pre prereqs for my engineering degree, which I'm still continuing and about to finish here in a year. So, yeah, Iowa Central – has given a lot to me, and I appreciate everything that Brent's done for me. So They're a bit of a wagon, too. I mean, can you explain to the listener how it is that, like, this this tiny little, you know, community college is whooping ass and taking names? <laughs> I mean, is it because you guys are a varsity program and all the other Iowa schools are club, or is it just, like, you know, like the culture that continues to rack up the wins. What is the secret sauce out there in Fort Dodge? I'd have to say it's the culture. Uh, Triton culture. Triton culture, yep, exactly. Uh, 
Brent does a great job of recruiting like quality players. He gets a lot of guys from the Midwest. He gets guys from international. Does a great job recruiting, and he gets them in. There's really good coaching staff there with Brent and Joe Lippert and our strength coach uh, Miguel Secor. So they do a real good job of like uh, training players to play either at the next level or just becoming like a man in general, kind of like maturing them growing up yeah growing up yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it well i mean like i said i i couldn't be happier with you know the talent that has come from iowa central to the barbos but obviously you know it's a two-year school and you're looking to finish out an engineering degree so arkansas state crosses yeah. your path um and you're now going back to your senior there senior year there with the red wolves mm-hmm. what's uh what's it like down there in Jonesboro? Jonesboro, Arkansas. Okay. Talk to me now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Arkansas State, it's a a great program. Uh, I've had a lot of great seniors teach me a lot. And, I mean, we've been through a few coaches, but we've always stuck together. It's it's a tight-knit family down there, and I I really like that. And it was somewhat similar to Iowa, so, like, I really appreciated kind of like that home-style feel to it. And it's a really good competitive rugby. Play all the top teams in the nation, and, uh, and yeah, just the culture's pretty similar out here in Denver too. So there you go. Yeah. So you're a prop. Yeah. You know, you're going against the best of Lindenwood, the best of Davenport, um, Life University. Life University. <laughs> Forgot about them, right? Yeah. I guess what I'm meaning to get at is like you're you're propping against top talent. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel going into your senior year? What are your strengths as a player, and what are some of the things that you want to work on? So I'm excited to get my senior year going. Uh, this year, I mean, I kind of see myself, we're going to go into like kind of a leadership role. You better. Yeah, I, yeah, I better. I'm a senior. <laughs> no, I just like, I'd like to develop some younger freshmen and sophomores to, you know, continue the tradition of Arkansas State rugby. I hope everyone kind of does that in their senior year. Uh, as a player, uh, playing prop. Props, uh, it's a fun position to play, I think. Some people complain about it, but I think I've taken a lot of time to learn the learn the skills to be a good prop. And playing at a high-level competition all the time, you can learn a bunch, and I felt like I could play at the like top level in collegiate rugby, and I've been doing well, so, yeah. Yeah, going tracks, hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're at the top level at the next level. Mm-hmm. But let's let's dig in a bit. A prop's got a scrummage, yep. but he's also got to do his open field work. Now, I haven't seen you pack down in a 15 scrum mm-hmm. quite yet, other than Steamboat playing a little cow pie here and there. And I, I think, think you were, I was playing lock yeah, mostly. <laughs> you were trying to sub in a flanker, you pussy. <laughs> but I guess what I'm getting at is, like, do you feel like scrummaging is the strong point of your game or, or open play? Because you know we'll get into this summer with the Barbos, but... Fuck for a prop. You got hands. You got spacing. You got rugby IQ. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck if you can scrum? Yeah. Uh, give me a prop all day who can make plays in the open field and be an extra Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel like you got to work on, you know, to make that leap to the MLR or to have, you know, first team honors? You know, what, how do you blow it out of the park senior year? Senior year, uh, 
always there's a problem. I mean, always develop like the scrumming skills. I mean, what what goes into good scrumming skills? Is that's, it just that's complicated. Having a strong, <laughs> a strong neck and holding your own, or no, there's a lot more into it. There's a lot of technique that I've done a lot of research, uh, just looking at like professional props in like England and New Zealand, and trying to learn from them and other places. Like, I mean, Scrum Strong. You ever heard of that? No, Scrum Strong. It's a Australian based company. Okay. So uh, I forgot the guy's name. He used to play for the Northampton Saints. But I watch a bunch of his videos too. And there's a lot of technique and aspects to it. I mean, yeah, strong neck is probably one of the top strong ones. Strong shoulders, strong, strong shoulder, neck, strong, strong core. back. Yeah, strong yeah. back, strong core. That's the main part of it. Uh, open field play, I feel like I'm very exceptional as a prop. I feel like that's probably my strength. Gas yourself up, yeah. young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my strength. Defense, I think I'm a great tackler, but I guess. Uh, if I want to get to like that next level, it'd be like more dominance in the tackle rather than just a tackle. Got it. I'd so say, like yeah. tackle, poach, the whole nine yards. Mm, just getting those like positive tackles rather than getting just those like plain tackles on the scrimmage line. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, exciting things to come from your mm-hmm. senior year in Jonesboro, and, and we're going to stay tuned into that. But, you know, let's transition into your rugby rep scholarship experience. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, we can go straight to Barbo Sevens because I felt a bit weird being like, ah, oh, I'm recruiting a prop for Sevens. <laughs> but at the same time, your references told me that in Iowa, you guys play Sevens all the time because yeah. you don't have good numbers. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, Sevens, he'll be, he'll be good at Sevens. He can handle Sevens. I'm like, are you sure? Because I've seen some fat piece of shit props that <laughs> fucking breathe and are dead in five minutes. Um, sure enough, you showed up and you showed out. And I think... You played on the first team, you know, week one and week two. Um, you know, what was it? Was was there a bit of a shock when you kind of came to this next level of men's club rugby? Or tell me about your your first couple of trainings and and what you thought of the whole thing. Yeah, so the, the first couple of trainings, I was definitely sucking air. That was that could be a, just kind of a climate thing, being up in the mountains, but also just the the intensity of the practice was definitely a lot higher than what I was used to especially during like a seven summer season. I mean, Coach Steve and Coach JK, they do a great job of getting us conditioned. And I really appreciate that because that was kind of my goal, I guess, coming out here. Because yeah. obviously, prop from 15s, like I'm not the biggest sevens player, but I, I still think I'm pretty proficient at it. But they do a good job getting us conditioned, and they, they taught me a lot this summer and a lot of skills. And, yeah, I just – all appreciation for those guys. I mean, your straight line speed's pretty good. For yeah, yeah. Um, I remember, you know, we always have that first like scrimmage kind of in mid June, where you know some of the seasoned players like don't even need to play because you know we already know what they're bringing to the table. But it's a great time for like the new players or the up and coming players to throw their stuff out there. And as I recall, Lane Prusner was the only one who was putting away his tries, who was finishing out plays, and uh, I knew that you know you were uh, reliable enough of a guy that we could go to for a first team selection so mm-hmm. um denver sevens you know we had our first tournament right across the street from the rugby house and we're trying to have this nice big party afterwards a lot goes into one day because mm-hmm. you know i think what we want to make clear to a potential prospect is yes the rugby is important and yes in the contract they sign you know, they're committing to two trainings a week and tournaments. Um, but we ask a bit more of you guys. Like, we want mm-hmm. you to take this house and 
take this kind of like brotherhood that we're trying to create and, and run with it, right? So mm. I had a couple of rules like whenever we have guests over, you got to offer them a drink. Offer them a drink, yeah. Uh, Laying the butler. You know, <laughs> always, always willing to, you know, see what guests needed. But what, what to you was like the most challenging aspect to the entire program? Obviously, like coming to a men's club situation where, you know, the talent level is higher and the physical burden might be a bit higher than playing in college. Um, that uh, That's all well and good, right? Anybody knows that mm-hmm. it's going to be a step up in rugby. But, you know, for a, a future perspective candidate, what can they expect um, as far as like the other core pillars? And what was the biggest challenge to you making your you know, three months here really impactful. So I'd have to say keeping up with the community service hours was probably the most challenging. I mean, it was fairly easy for me the first month because we had Lions practice, you know, coaching youth rugby. So that was fairly easy because I was always on our off days and I'd just come straight from work. But, I mean, getting later into it, like I started getting really busy with – we had our rugby – our tournaments – Late June, early July, I was getting really busy with that, getting busy with work, working 40 hours a week. and So time management? Yeah, time management. We talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you're, you're not bad at it, yeah. but I, I have seen guys struggle with it, mm-hmm. right? We throw yeah. a lot at you. We ask you to play rugby and fully commit to the team. Mm-hmm. We ask you to work a nine-to-five and, you know, fucking develop a career. Like, lay down tracks, get yourself paid on mm-hmm. some front. Um, we ask you to do community service. Eight hours a week doesn't seem like much until eight hours a month. Sorry, eight hours a month, two a week. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, time management. Like you seem to have a knack for it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I see you budget time and, and prioritize certain things. But like, um, you know, why do you think young guys struggle with time management? Uh, especially for guys, I guess maybe like they're in their early college career. They just they never had to, I guess, deal with working a job. And also, I'm included, I've been doing summer classes, obviously, and doing summer classes and then doing the community service on top of that. Guys, I guess, don't have enough experience. Like, it's like, oh, I'm out of high school, I'm an adult now. You have to, like, budget. Yeah, there's, like, sacrifices you need to make. But, you know, and still, you still got to, like, put those times in where you can have fun yeah. and do all that on the weekends and stuff. It's not a good but, summer visit I mean, yeah, if you're not yeah. going out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. we want guys to experience Denver at every, on every front. We want guys, like, putting themselves out in the community. I mean, my whole thing is, like, if I see you at the house too much, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're just fucking chilling <laughs> on the house on the Wi-Fi, you know, alarm bells are going off in my head. Um, but you, your roommate, and, and the guys this summer, I think, did do a good job of really staying busy. Um, it's hard not to if you're going to honor all these like commitments that we ask you to do, the community service hours, the rugby, everything, playing the tournaments. But would you have it any other way? I mean, have no. you had a fast-paced summer like this where, you know, you're – we, I feel like we just blinked and yeah, the summer's you moved in by, in yeah. mid-May and, and now you're leaving in, in kind two, of... Two days. Yeah, I mean, mid mid to early August. But uh, yeah, man, like it's it's been really good. What are some of the things about Denver that you like in general or Colorado on the whole? Colorado. What I came out here for like, I guess the Colorado aspect is just the mountains. I mean, Iowa boy, Midwest boy, I've 
dealt with, you know, flat land the whole time. And yeah. I've never seen something like the mountains. And honestly, I catch myself like appreciating a bunch. Like my drive from work, I'm driving past them and like seeing the sunset and stuff. It's like, I mean, the mountains are sick. And going out to them, I'm like going out to Steamboat and just enjoying being out in the, like the wilderness. Just a great time. And I think, especially for boys in the Midwest and that have that like outdoorsy kind of personality, I guess like would really enjoy Denver because you get the mountains on like it's a 10 minute drive and you're out in the mountains. So mountains in the city blending together. Yeah. Quite nice. Yeah. yeah. And also there, yeah, there's the nightlife in Denver, which is really enjoyable. I mean, you can go downtown and there's plenty of stuff to do and plenty of stuff going on. So, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I was impressed, uh, the first weekend you guys were here, you guys just like said you're going to Maggot Fest, which any any good rugby fan out there knows there's there's probably a lot of tournaments called Maggot Fest, but there really is only one true Maggot Sorry, Fest, yeah. and it's the Missoula Maggots in Missoula, <laughs> Montana. Missoula, all maggots. And it, 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 I'll admit it's it's a social tournament, but man, there is like so much buy-in from these kind of northwestern teams. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your drive up there and uh, the little Canadian side that uh, you and Chuck played with. Oh, yeah. Okay, so basically the trip, it's uh, me and Chuck, who's another Rugby Run Scholarship guy, and one of our buddies back home from Iowa came out to Denver, and we, we all drove there up on a Friday morning. It was about a, see, it was, I think it was 13 hours. Did you go to the Acura? No, we went to the Ford Fiesta. Okay, I got it. Because it had better gas mileage. I told Chuck that his Ford Fiesta looks like it has a snout. It's just like this, like, from the outside, it looks like a little bitch car. But then yeah. I got on the inside, I'm like, your dashboard's kind of nice. Yeah, it's I'm like 40 lie. miles per gallon, too. That's so ridiculous. Like, my car don't get that. Respect for the Fiesta. Go out there, and we, like, I mean, we went out there, and we knew we were going to be whoring on to teams. I mean, just playing on random teams the whole time. And we had some, I mean, we had some funny things going on like we stayed out in a cabin in the woods which was really nice and before the tournament we decided you know with a permanent marker to write whore on our chest just so everyone knew it's like if you need a guy we got gotcha. you gotcha. got three guys for you branded yeah. and so we ended up going to maggot fest we ended up playing uh first game we were with a, a canadian team this is not the one that we mainly played with it was uh i think they're from british columbia them and i think some team called the dead pelicans some oh, weird name sounds fun but Ended up playing with them, and that was our first game, and the whore on her chest smeared off real quick from sweating. Yeah. Didn't expect that. But then we, we then we met these guys uh, from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. Sas- <laughs> Say it right, Scott. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yeah, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> the Badgers, who uh, they're definitely the most fun group I've uh, played with at a social tournament. Uh, they were all dressed up as uh, they do this thing. Well, MagaFest – the festival part of it's kind of like honestly like a costume party i'd say yep totally. yeah <laughs> definitely definitely a costume party and uh they were dressed up as uh, most of them were nuns and then there's the one guy that was the pope and that was just hilarious and we ended up playing with those boys probably for i mean most of the tournament probably like four games i'd say and i mean now we follow them on facebook and support them <laughs> and where'd you spend the night oh so they, they came down into uh uh, a team bus. I mean, it's kind of not a full size school bus, but a little bit smaller. And we didn't have a place to stay Saturday night because, I mean, Saturday night we were probably a little bit, you know, tipsy from the beers drank. And uh, 
we didn't have a hotel or anything. We didn't want to spend money. And they said, like, okay, you guys can just stay in our bus at about 3 in the morning, coming back from the festival. We're like, yeah, let's just hop in the back. <laughs> and so we uh, stayed in their bus for the night. Got it. Just slept on the ground of the bus? No, I slept in a chair. Oh, nice. Ch- Chuck actually had a nice, like, medical table oh, set up. And <laughs> <laughs> should have sat in, like, the driver's seat. <laughs> well, it sounded like, yeah, quite quite the MAGAFest experience, which I think is always fun. Um you know, bring us back to Barbo Sevens now. We're in, we're in a much more competitive environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the second weekend we played a tournament in Nebraska. Yeah, Lincoln Sevens, Hooligan Sevens, and uh, you know what was that like? Because you guys put up a scoreline. I say you guys as in the Barbos. Mm-hmm. That the I don't. I don't I've think seen. I've ever seen this on a Sevens perspective in my life. The team went. Five and zero on the day. Yeah, won the title, and they. I shit you not. A combined score of two hundred and twenty nine to zero. You guys did not give up a single try or a single point Mm -hmm. for five games of a tournament. I don't think I've ever seen that happen on 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 a professional level, on a social (laughs) level. I mean, that is like sheer and utter dominance and. Chuck filmed it and he brought it back and I was cutting the film and as I was watching I'm just like man we played so cutthroat that weekend now granted like I'm not taking pot shots at Nebraska but it probably wasn't the best you know uh, competition Mm -hmm. and I think next week we flew a team out to LA to really like play a top level team with PR guys with professionals like and again not not taking shots at Nebraska but like Tell me what what happened that weekend and how the hell did you guys run the table 229 to nothing? So, uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, shout out to Lincoln Wolves. That is a great tournament. Like, I mean, they put on a good show. I mean, the storm came through, but we ended up finishing out the tournament, which I was happy with. Uh, to win a tournament and not give up a single point, I really don't know what was – we didn't really I think it was talk the, about it. It was the chop, <laughs> I saw it on the film. It was yeah. chop tackles. Yeah, chop tackles and like there was insane commitment to yeah. every single tackle. Yeah. It's very easy on turf to get into like this grab high and hold on, mm-hmm. right? Because like if I don't have to go down to the turf, then my knees will take less of a beating. Yeah. But we committed to chop tackling, and the turnover was just like there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I got to give you snaps for that tournament yeah, yeah, because yeah. two hundred and twenty nine nothing is is insane. Yeah, and um, they're just like the communication and connection between like when we're on D was just like I mean we were just impenetrable. being yeah, impenetrable. <laughs> we we're doing just a phenomenal job at that, and like we're getting towards the later today, and we're like, oh, we're three games in, we haven't let up a single point. And that's when I guess we kind of started talking. It's like it's like let's just put up a goose egg the whole day. Yeah, and ended up like. I think I think the semifinal and the final, I think the scoreline was probably like ninety seven zero. Yeah. It was crazy. It was something I, up there. I mean I heard the whole film, Mickey just keep screaming, Keep the zero. Yeah. Keep the zero. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean like um is there any player this this summer that like stood out to you? You know, the Barbos are a couple couple days, couple weeks out of uh the national tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there anybody that you played with this summer that particularly impressed you? Honestly, a lot of the boys did. Uh, but if I, I guess, pick out a certain one, I'd say probably Eric Sykes, Lebno Sykes, Sykes Jr. He let them know. Let them know, yep. yep. <laughs> it's just, I mean, he did a good job of, like, 
uh, I mean, so did everybody else on the team, but I feel like Sykes had a, a very good job of communicating with the uh, rugby run scholarship boys and just like uh, a lot of like heart to heart, man to man conversations with us about what I mean, the standard was. The standard was like about life, anything really. And he did a good job about that. And every time I played with him, he did a really good job too. So I mean, he was a great rugby player and just a great mentor as well. So there you go. I really Let appreciate it. Sykes. Yep. Um, Man, I'm really excited, you know, for what the future holds for you. Obviously, you're going into your senior year. You know, the the one aspect of rugby run scholarships we haven't really talked about is is your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you work for Qualcore Engineering. Yep. Uh, this summer, erosion prevention. Corrosion, corrosion prevention. Yeah, well, yep. <laughs> you can't have corrosion without erosion. <laughs> um, but you know what? What is it about you know an engineer's workflow and an engineer's life like what what attracted you to that line of work attracted to Qualcore? no i was saying like, engineering in general because you want to do civil engineering yeah i'm currently doing civil engineering uh honestly like when i was thinking about i mean even when i was younger in high school i just kind of thought like engineering was kind of my path uh i mean starting off i was really good science mathematics and uh you like things that make sense yeah things that yeah make sense that can't be debated make me think maybe i mean kind of can get frustrating at some points and kind of problem solve and that kind of stuff so i was like i mean i don't really see myself as like a a business major or like a psychology major so i was like engineering is definitely like i'm just like it's stuff that i'm good at i think i could do it so i was like let's go and go to college and get a degree and it's a good degree to have so i was like that's a plus as well. So, so did you enjoy the hands-on work that Qualcore provided? Oh, yeah. Qualcore, I mean, provided, like, a great uh, internship aspect to my summer. I just – I really enjoyed my time with them. Uh, obviously, corrosion engineering is not the same as civil, but, I mean, it kind of works together. So they did a good job. I mean, they I mean, they pushed me to, like, learn new things, do some certain tasks that, I mean, I'm, I'm not used to. And they sent me out to different jobs all over Colorado. So, I mean, I had a really great time with them. Well, that's fantastic, man. I'm glad you had a fun summer. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to follow you senior year. And I hope that in the future, you know, you can be a reference for potential rugby rent scholarship guys. If they're on the website right now, if they're listening <laughs> to the words that we're saying, uh, reach out to Lane. He'll tell you more about the experience off air. Uh, he'll tell you the the nitty gritty that you know you don't yeah. want to hear and some of the challenges that you'll face including you know me being a hard ass and just fucking being up <laughs> everybody's ass all the time um but yeah man it's been fantastic i've thoroughly enjoyed loving you yeah. here at the house you know you've been get helping us get some projects across yeah. the finish line yeah. here and uh you know hopefully this won't be your your last stop in denver Mm-hmm. Um, so good luck this year in the fall. We'll be watching Arc State. Do you guys have like a saying there, like "Go Wolves" or fucking yeah, wolf, the, wolf up, up? Yeah, up the wolves, up the wolves, yeah, baby, up the wolves. Yeah. You think this year we're we're gonna take a crack at Lindenwood? Or? I think we're taking a crack. Okay, we're having a crack. Yeah. Tell you what, so. even if you don't win, you better fucking bend that props. Yeah. Neck I mean, we've always, I mean, we've always had a crack at them. It's just. Never got across the finish line. Okay. So. We'll be watching this here. Yeah. Yeah. Wood, Red Wolves, it's on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lane Prusner, the legend from Ankeny. <laughs> Thank you.
stops a, it's a fun position to play, I think. Some people complain about it, but. From a drink. Oh, from a drink, yeah. yeah. Laying the butler. Had a good time growing up in Ankeny. Had a good high school career, good youth career. And good place to live? Good, great place to live. Ankeny, Iowa. Fantastic. We just got back from the Ramblin' Rose. Lane just fronts up and says, give me six tacos right off the bat. Every time. Really good coaching staff there with Brent and Joe Lippert and our strength coach, uh, Miguel Secor. Keeping up with the community service hours was probably the most challenging. So I'm excited to get my senior year going. Uh, this year, I mean, I kind of see myself we're going to go into like kind of a leadership role. You better. Yeah, I, yeah, I better. I'm a senior. <laughs> No, your role.